KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and you might notice my voice is a little rough this week. At least I have a voice. It's summer in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast. And of course, I've got a cold and a cough, and I'm losing my voice. But that's okay. It's going to be fun anyway. This week on this song, we'll be hearing from Scott Hansen, who leads the ambient electronic band Tycho. Now, Scott has been making music as Tycho since the mid-2000s, and he's defined the sound by making this very organic sounding music with inorganic tools. He does this by combining analog elements, like he combines samples of live instruments with electronic sounds. And he performed solo until 2010 when he added a band so that he could have those analog sounds like played live. Now, I first heard Tycho on KUTX, the radio station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast, when we started playing the Tycho song Division off their latest record, Epic. And the sound was so warm and like analog sounding that it took me a while to realize Tycho wasn't like a traditional band, like just a bunch of guys playing instruments. Like what really made me take notice also was the music like it was instrumental there are no words which is uncommon for this station i mean our morning host the great john ailey sometimes plays classical music and the wonderful jay trachtenberg plays instrumental jazz on his sunday morning jazz program but other than those shows like you just don't hear music without words on kutx and you definitely don't hear instrumental electronic dance music but Scott and Tycho, they're able to create electronic music that people who may not think that they're into that kind of music can dig on. And and that music conveys emotion so strongly that words aren't really needed. The band came to town to play a sold out show at Stubbs and Scott was cool enough to come to the station and talk to me about a song that got him started on the path of being able to make this specific kind of music. So here he is, Scott Hansen of Tycho. So yeah, I think uh, I didn't start, I started music really late in my life. So like I had just been listening to like rock and metal and stuff in high school. And then when I was like 21, I got into uh, electronic music through like LTJ Buckham and uh, Fotech and like all that like drum and bass from, from the 90s.
so like I thought that was like basically I thought electronic music was pretty decidedly electronic you know it was very like uh, a lot of it was I wouldn't say cold but you know it was like precise and uh and then I heard introducing DJ Shadow and uh and it kind of like I was like whoa that's some but you know that came from like a hip-hop space but that was the bridge between uh drum and bass for me because there's this kind of a hip-hop jazz type thing going on with a lot of that drum and bass at that time like you know I'm talking about like the atmospheric stuff So anyways, I was listening to Introducing and I was like, this is cool, but it didn't really speak to me as like what the kind of music I want to make. And then I think it was like 2000 and my friend gave me, uh, or no, it was 2001. He gave me a tape called Bach Maxima, which is Boards of Canada put out. And there's a song, the first song, the tape was queued up to, to this one song. And I, I was driving home. So I popped it in and, uh, and Roy G. Biv came on, R-O-Y-G-B-I-V, forever, you know, like uh, Colors of a Rainbow. And that was just like blew my mind. first time I heard like all the things that I that I cared about all the type of electronic music that I cared about like somehow fused with uh with kind of like you know I was obviously like every kid I was like way into Led Zeppelin and the doors and and uh and all that stuff so like uh I don't know it was the first time I heard like something that reminded me of that type of music Yeah, because I mean, like, like I was saying, like Doors or whatever, uh, Zeppelin, like, you, you know, there'll be synth parts in those because there's some early synthesizer, you know, synthesizer, like the cool new, uh, not a gimmick, but you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, what is this weird instrument? So everybody Beatles, everybody's like, look, here's the synth part of this song. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I, lo I always love those parts because I never, I was never introduced to like instrumental electronic stuff till way later, till after I've been making music. I, n I never heard that stuff when I was a kid. So well, all I knew of that kind of music was like the interludes and in like a Beatles song or something. So like, uh, so I think that's the Boards of Canada stuff. I was like, whoa, that sounds like the synths from all these 60s songs that I liked and these 70s songs, but it's a whole song of it and I don't have to listen, <laughs> listen to the rest. I don't have to wade through the other crap to get to the good part. And so I was like, oh, wow, like... Uh, this is you can make whole songs out of this stuff, but uh, but this was just like yeah, it was just like a wave, and it was just like what is this? And there was an emotional content. I think that was the big thing is there was a melodic and like emotional content to that song that I had never really experienced in a, in what I would call electronic music up until that point. Most of it was just like oh that's that bass is amazing and like that's that's hard hitting and you turn it up and you know you put it on a on a loud sound system and it sounds amazing and it was more about this visceral like physical reaction and you know and a lot of like that's what drum and bass to me was is just like wow this amazing deep bass and this super engineered drums come together to just create this thing that's almost like it's not even really about the the melodic content at that point it's it's like an engineering feat that that's like it has an emo you know it's emotional because it's so incredibly well done you know and there, there's you know there's something to that and that's there's something to dance music you know a lot of like house and deep house stuff i'm still really moved by because it's just like wow like listen to what they did there and there's 
there's all these things happening. But with that, it was just like pure like blast of uh, of emotion and, and kind of like euphoria. You know, that song is just so like, yeah, I, d I don't think before since I've ever heard anything that, that gets to that to that level of, of kind of just like towering bliss. Coming to music so late in my life, I always felt like an outsider and always felt like, you know, I had like a couple friends who had guitars and there's always this thing you couldn't touch and they're like, oh no, it'll go out of tune. You know, I don't know. It just seemed like this thing like that I wasn't supposed to be like, I, I can't play guitar. Like you got to be some cool guy <laughs> hanging out. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it was always the, this was a guy that I wasn't, you know? And so like I came to music through technology because I was always into computers and stuff and I, I studied uh, computer science and so I always had access to the labs and, and all that. And uh, so I got in it that way. And so for me, that was easy because it's like, oh, I know computers and like nobody's going to be like, you don't know how to play computer. <laughs> you know, it's like, whereas with guitar, it's like, you, you, you don't know how to use that thing. So then slowly I just found, you know, because I knew how to play computer and uh, and I did for years. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, and then I slowly started learning other stuff like guitars and keyboards and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was also a really cool moment because it was like, oh, this is really something I, f I belong. Like I... I am a musician at this point, or I feel confident enough to try to be a musician instead of just be like, oh, that's whatever, that's somebody else's job. You know, people, when they have a problem expressing themselves in one way, a lot of times you'll be, you know, there'll be this other, when you do find that other conduit for it, it becomes much more powerful or, or you, you know, you get much better. Maybe your senses are heightened when, when other senses are dulled, other sentence, sen senses become heightened. And I think in the same way, I was never able maybe to articulate myself in an emotional way to, to other people. And so the only way, and I, but I had all these like ideas or visions of like these things that I don't even, you know, there's no way to articulate them with, with speech or language that that was never, or at least verbal language. So for me, I finally, after all these years of feeling really pent up, like I had these ideas that I was never able to translate to other people, it just exploded because it's like there's this huge, you know, built up uh, pressure of all these things that I wanted to say. And I was like, oh, this is it. It's music. Like I can say these things with music and I can say these things specifically with instrumental music, which is what came naturally to me anyway. So it was just this huge life. I mean, it was the, the most uh, life altering event of my life is probably probably that. Uh, that year of just kind of transforming what I thought my life was supposed to be about previously into like, I'm, you know, I'm a musician, I guess. I mean, is it a pretty intentional process when you write? Um, because you're not like, a lot of songwriters who sit down with like a notebook and like start writing lyrics or something like you're dealing only in sound so when you're going in to record do you go in with like an intentionality like I have this idea I want to try to convey it or does it become apparent to you like while you're creating yeah no I mean no it's not it's not intentional I don't have a notebook uh, I have a notebook but it's for like when is this due or something it's like, <laughs> no, like checklist of things to fix the never or ending to-do list yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's uh 
I think it's always my my thing has always been design the process and the, the product the process is the product so whatever you're designing this filter which is your process of how do you create music and and that's going to that's going to create the the end product and so for me it's always just a search for something pretty or something moving and you know i'm just doing all these things until it's like wow that i felt something from that let's keep going and then you keep going you keep going and and uh and the process of production tons you know so much happens during that and arrangement so many so many ideas come out of every step of the process that i feel like at the end of the day it's i, I never could have conceived of of any of those songs from day one it's not like okay we got a melody like it's gonna go like this and dun, 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 you know <laughs> dun, 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 you know it's like no that's not that's not how <laughs> it starts out it's basically like it just evolves out of the process so i think in that way it's really uh you're able to remove yourself from from the end product and not feel so close to it. Like it's something that's, it's like you can appreciate it almost from like a listener's perspective because it's like, wow, this thing didn't exist before and now it does and I don't know how I got from point A to point B because I can play the demo of it and I can play this and it's, you know, just an, a world away. So, it's, you know, it's kind of cool in that respect where uh, it, it becomes, the, it kind of takes on a life of its own and you can't really claim uh, ownership or, or authorship of, of every idea in there that came from just the, pro the act of doing it, you know? But it, it, it is interesting that, like, EDM, it's a different way to listen to music than, like, say, you know, classic rock or melodic pop or something, where it's not, like... I, I didn't understand the difference until you were like, it's not like I have like a melody and I'm like, the chorus goes like this and then <laughs> yeah. the verse goes like, da, 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 da. it's iterative, you know, yeah. it's like an, it's, it's listening to music in like an iterative way where like you're, can, every iteration is a bit different and like, anyway, that's just a little thing. You well, just opened my mind. Cause that's, what's really cool about seeing electronic music grow into this really mainstream phenomena with EDM and all that is that it's trained a whole generation of listeners to like be tuned into instrumental music and, these electronic sounds so so i feel like uh we would have never really had a platform if it wasn't for that so we have all these so it's kind of cool because we have all these elements and and uh and inner influences that i don't think a lot of a lot of the kids who are like solely into kind of like more purely electronic types of music have maybe been exposed to or just didn't want to be exposed to and, and maybe now it seems like a lot of them are like, oh, that's actually, that's interesting, you know. Maybe like the same way I experienced that Boards of Canada song, I guess. So now you're the gateway. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I hope for somebody that, you know, it, it gets them into a different kind of music. idea of like all this stuff that you wanted to say but couldn't express through verbal language um building up and building up and then like hearing this other music and it sounds like almost like this dam broke in your life like yeah. all this stuff just kind of started flowing out and in this podcast we talk a lot about this the fact that like music can convey emotions and it it is it is preverbal and it does move people on a level that is like beneath beneath kind of rational consciousness a lot of times and this do you have any theories about why that is uh yeah i mean i there has to be 
there obviously has to be some like primordial <laughs> basis in the, like the way that people experience music. I mean, rhythm <clears throat> obviously was probably like a the the most early form of like I think that's probably the first types of music that people made. But then, yeah, I've I've thought. I mean, I, I guess I thought about that a lot earlier in my life, like what that means. But yeah, like it's just so weird to think that like melody yeah it's just this other language that's completely universal and it's like even sometimes when there's lyrics like people get it because it's just the just the melodies and and tones and stuff it's just really interesting that there's a thing in the world that that is unique to uh well i guess not quite unique there's some birds i guess that can sing (laughs) but you know like like the fact you know music it's just it's just weird that there's a thing that music is a thing and that everybody understands it and and it and it's like kind of the most powerful thing in most people's lives you know yeah whether it's people who make it or or just appreciate it it's like it's this huge it's like a it's a big component of the human experience i think and that's it's it's pretty powerful that we have something like that it's interesting so it makes me think there might be something more to like how it must maybe it's some bigger part of of where we we all came from than than we know This is Division from Tycho's latest album, Epic. And Tycho is on tour right now in North America. Like, maybe they are coming to your town. I'll post a link to those tour dates on the show notes page for this episode on the KTX website. That's KUTX.org. And I just love this idea of there being so much inside of him that he couldn't express until he, like, heard that Boards of Canada song. And then it all came out, like, in a flood and this idea that music, it can convey ideas, it can convey emotion without words. It comes up again and again in this podcast. And, you know, we love talking to artists about why they think music can do this magical thing. But we'd also love to hear from you. You can email us your theories about how sound transmits emotions to this song at KUTX.org, or you can tweet us at this song, KUTX. We've gotten some really great responses in the past. You could even call us. Our number is 512-766-9066. More and more, this is the thing that we want to talk about, and we want to talk about it with you. And you know... Scott is not the first person on this podcast to mention Boards of Canada. Nick Sanborn of Sylvanesso actually cited them as one of his big influences when I spoke to him and Amelia Meath for this podcast. And they also talked about their shared love of soul coughing. I'll be sure to post that interview to the show notes page for this episode, too. Or you can find it in our archives on the podcast app or Stitcher or the KTX website. We have over like 85 episodes with artists like Sylvanesso and Mark Mothersbaugh talking about life-changing music, letting you see a little bit behind the scenes of what they do creatively. It's lots of good listening for your summer travels. And while you're there perusing past episodes, you can subscribe to this song. And that way you'll get next week's episode with Kevin Russell of the Austin Swamp Pop Soul Make You Want to Dance Band Shiny Ribs delivered right to you. And also, while you're there, we'd love it if you'd leave a rating or a review. Ratings or reviews help people find the show. And you know what else helps people find this show? You. You. If you dig this episode, then please share it with your people online or in real life, like wherever you like to share it. We just want as many people as possible to hear this show. 
it? You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. This interview was recorded by me. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account, does a great job. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof and... We even interviewed some of the members. You should totally check out that episode. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.